thankful that He is stronger than my sin. Thankful that He is able to to set me free. He's able to set you free. Thankful that He is willing to do that. That whosoever will may come. And I'm grateful. Um, God is so good. Well, if you have your Bible this morning, I want to invite you to turn with me to James chapter 5. James chapter 5. And uh, I want to speak to you today about the prayer of faith. And I must confess that, boy, I think there's a, a lot here, and I don't know that I can even scratch the surface. But I pray that God will awaken something in your heart to desire more of Him. And to desire what He can do in your life and in your family, in your workplace, in your school, in uh, our, our nation. Because that's, that's what's needed today. We need to have God move in and just change hearts, change lives. Um, we need it in every way, on every front. And so I want to think about that phrase there, the the prayer of faith and and consider what James has given us here. But as we start, let me just say a word about uh, another phrase or, or name of a kind of a, a movement that we see today that is not what I'm talking about this morning. It's called the Word of Faith movement. And some of you are familiar with the teachings of Kenneth Hagin or Kenneth Copeland or some of those guys and I'm not knocking anybody. Uh, you know, I hope they're serving the Lord. I don't know, you know, but I do know some things that have, have been taught are false. And we need to be aware of that, okay? We need to be aware of that. And um, in particular, here's what the Word of Faith movement uh, will, will say to you. They believe that faith is a force. It is a force that can be manipulated through certain words and actions. And if you say certain things, if you believe certain things, you have faith and you say the positive confession or the word of faith, whatever, that God is bound by this. And it's in effect what it does is it puts... Uh, a believer ordering God around and using God. And that's not what we're talking about here today. And I just want to you know, say that up front. I'm not knocking anybody except that there's some things that, you know, if, if you say, well, if you, if you have enough faith and you exercise the word of faith, then you'll have health. You'll be healthy. And you'll have wealth. And you'll have all your needs met. And you'll have everything. Well, folks, that is not what the Word of God teaches. It just isn't. And while there's a lot here that we haven't even begun to get a hold of, okay? I mean, I think there's parts of this that, that we don't even begin to grasp. And so I pray today that we'll begin to start to see some things and, and get some things and, and, and hear from the Lord on this. But, but we want to be in the will of God. What, what did Jesus pray in the garden? He said, Father, if it's possible, let this cup pass from me. But, Father, not my will, but Your will be done. 
And I think that's always a good prayer. I mean, you can't beat the, the prayer of the Lord Jesus right there. It's to always recognize that God's will is so much greater and better than my will. And I need to ask for His will rather than simply what I want or what I think. Well, let's, let's look at this text together. We're going to pick it up. We read 13 and 14 last time. We're going to pick it up. James chapter 5, we're going to read verse 13 again and, and then go down through verse 16. And, um, you know, I want us just to, to kind of linger on these verses a little bit and, and think about them and ask God to help us to take them in and, and to apply them to our lives. So if you have found your, your place and you're able, would you stand with me in honor of the reading of the Word of God? James 5 and verse 13. Is any among you afflicted? Let him pray. Is any merry? Let him sing psalms. Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick and the Lord shall raise him up. And if he hath committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. Confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that ye may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Well, let's stop there. Let's pray. Father, we thank You this morning that You are so much greater than anything that we've yet figured out. Lord, we thank You that Your Word is so much more powerful than anything we know so far. But Lord, I pray that You'll lead us this morning in spirit and in truth to, to come into Your presence and to hear from You. And I pray You'll speak into hearts and lives and, and into situations, into circumstances, God, where we need You. Lord, we need Your touch. We need Your power. We need Your strength. We need You, Lord, to be uh, mightily at work. And Father, we thank You this morning together. We thank You that You are able to meet every need that's in this room. Thank You, Lord, that You're able. And Father, we pray that every person here, every heart, every, every person who's here this morning, God, we pray that You will meet with them and speak to them and God, do a work in them. Lord, strengthen them, build them up, do a, do a mighty work today. Father, meet those needs. But Father, we do ask that, Lord, Your will would be done. God, we pray that, that Your will above all else. Oh, Father... As it is in heaven, Lord, let it be here on this earth. Lord, allow Your will to be done today in our hearts. Lord, have Your way in our, our uh, lives this morning and speak to us and draw us to Yourself. And Father, meet needs, we ask You. Thank You so much, Lord, for blessing us. And thank You for loving us as You do. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said, Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. Well, so we want to think about this. Now, last time we saw, is any of, among you afflicted, suffering, going through hard things, being persecuted? Let him pray. Uh, there's the key word in this whole passage. Pray or prayer or praying is mentioned in every verse in this passage. Um, verses 13 through 18. Um, verse 14, is any sick among you? And the word 
sick there is um, literally the word it means weak. Is any weak among you? And, and so what we're going to see in this passage is not simply or only uh, physical healing in view. Because it's very plain from the context. It's very plain from what's said here that it's more than just physical healing. You know, we do ask God to heal people. We pray for people to be healed. And we've seen God do things like that. And it's amazing and it's awesome. But we also know that there are times when God chooses not to heal. There are times when God chooses, when God says, no, that's not my plan. And, and that's okay. I mean, it doesn't diminish the power of God. It doesn't diminish the goodness of God. God is still who He is. But He has a, a greater plan than what we can see sometimes. And He allows us to go through things that we would like to be delivered from. We see friends and loved ones and people we care deeply about. We would love to see them delivered from some of the things that they are going through. And yet God has a purpose for it. And may I just say that sometimes it's in the hard things. It's in the, the challenges, the test of, of life. It's in the struggles that we, fa- we face that God is able to speak to us the most. What was it C.S. Lewis said? In our joy, the Lord whispers to us. But in our pain, He shouts. Folks, when you're hurting, when you're going through difficulty, those are the times that you need the Lord the most. Those are the times when God will be there and, and you, you need to turn to Him more and more and more. Well, He, he says here, is any sick, a weak... It includes the idea of physical need, but also has the idea of spiritually weak. Alright? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And so, there's something that we need to do. And we need uh, our, the leaders of our church who, who have uh, strength and faith and, and are able to, to, to come and to pray, then, boy, we need to ask for it. Ask and you shall receive. You know, and it's good when the preacher says, can we come over and pray? That's great. But it's better when you say, would you come and pray with me? Because I'm facing this, or I have this going on. And it could be a spiritual need. It could be a physical need or a combination. Well, alright, so, um, and then verse 15. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick. So, here we have... This, this tremendous word, and the word sick there is the word, it, it literally could be, it's hard to translate it, it could literally be said that it is him that is laboring under disease. The, the root word has the idea of working, of laboring. Okay, so it's someone who's laboring under this disease, this thing that has settled in on them. And you all know how that works. I mean, when you have a physical uh, problem, when you've got something going on in your life, man, it just works on you and it works on you and, the, and pain or the, the, the different symptoms of, of suffering that, that come, boy, it just continues to, to wear you down and, and, and it belabors you. And, and that's kind of the idea here. The prayer of faith shall save those who are laboring under this heavy burden. What was, um, you know, what was the Scripture? Uh, Come unto me, all ye that... Labor and are heavy laden, 
And it's the exact same picture here. It is that Christ is able to lift those burdens off of us and to help us, to give us grace, to help us through that. So, um, that's, that's good. Those who are sick, well, we need prayer. And so, call for prayer. You know, I'm happy when, when people pray for me. One of the things that I think about is that um, over you know, the years that I've been here, I, I kind of got spoiled and I kind of got used to uh, Brother James Thomas and Miss Ellen sitting right back here about where Aaron is. And I, I, I always knew that if I had a need, I could turn to James Thomas and I could say, James T., would you pray for me about this need, this concern? And I knew he was going to pray. I mean, he prayed. He was a praying man. I've got a feeling he may still be up there today praying for you and me. And I hope so. Um, but, you know, I miss seeing him right there. Uh, I miss being able to visit with him and talk to him. But, oh, listen, I want to tell you, we need some men and women of prayer today. We need some folks to step up and, and to, to not just take the place of some of these men of God who've walked and, and lived before us in an exemplary manner, but, but we need some men and women and young people and kids to surpass them, to go past where they ever thought about being. Because God is able to do that. And I want to encourage you today. We need men and women of faith. The, the Bible says here, the prayer of faith. Now, I mean, one question I guess we could ask ourselves is, well, what other kind of prayer is there besides the prayer of faith? Well, I don't know, but I've got a feeling that probably some of us are thinking about some of them right now. Maybe it's a prayer of desperation more than faith. Now, sometimes desperation will lead us strongly to faith. You know, there's some moments when, boy, we know we don't have any other place to turn. We don't have any other hope, any other approach, nothing else we can do. The prayer of faith. I want you to turn over to Hebrews chapter 11 for just a moment. And notice verse 33. I think sometimes in our Christian walk, in our prayer lives, in how we walk with God. We get a little bit safe. We get a little bit we get a little bit comfortable. And we forget the kind of God we serve. We forget the kind of God that we serve. And so Hebrews 11 reminds us of the kind of God we serve in the lives of the the men and women of God who were great in faith. Notice Hebrews 11 and verse 33. It says, Who through faith... They just listed off a bunch of these guys. It says, Who through faith subdued kingdoms, wrought or worked righteousness, obtained promises... Stopped the mouths of lions. Quenched the violence of fire. 
escaped the edge of the sword. Out of weakness were made strong, waxed valiant in fight, turned to flight the armies of the aliens. Women received their dead, raised to life again, and others... I mean, we might like to stop there, but we can't. It says, others were tortured, not accepting deliverance that they might obtain a better resurrection. And others had trial of cruel mockings and scourgings, yea, moreover of bonds and imprisonment. They were stoned, they were sawn asunder, were tempted, were slain with the sword. They wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, tormented, of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in deserts and in mountains and in dens and caves of the earth. And these all, having obtained a good report through faith, received not the promise. God, having provided some better thing for us, that they without us should not be made perfect. You know, these folks walked in faith. And they saw some amazing victories. They saw some amazing things happen. God moved and worked and delivered them, saved them, uh, rescued them, set them free, healed them, did all kinds of amazing things. We see it in the life of Jesus. We see it in His ministry. How He touched people. and he, You know, the leper said, Jesus, if you're willing, you can make me whole. And Jesus said, I am willing. And He didn't just say it. He reached out and touched this leper. He touched the untouchable. We see the, the, the way that He commanded the demons out of the maniac of Gadara, Cody. We see how that He cast out those evil spirits from, from that man who was so tormented that they couldn't keep him clothed and they couldn't chain him because he was so powerful. He broke the chains and he lived in a tomb. He lived in a graveyard. And he was screaming and crying out and and cutting himself. And he was hurting and he was in pain. And Jesus came and Jesus set him free. Released him from that horrible prison. Well, preacher, that was back then. We don't have that sort of thing nowadays. Well, excuse me. Apparently, all these reports of young people cutting themselves because of the pain that they feel in their heart and the rejection that they've faced or the hurt that they've gone through, apparently that's just all made up. It's not real. Yes, it's real. And people have the same problems and the same pressures and the same heartaches and troubles Today that they had then, and the devil works today just as much as he did then. He doesn't always work in exactly the same way. But every time you hear about a precious young person taking their life because they decide, they decide to believe the lie that they have been told. And the lie is that their life is not worth living. The lie is that they're alone. The lie is that nobody cares and nobody loves them and nobody's there for them. And nobody's to help them. That's a lie from the pit of hell. That is a lie. And the thief has come to steal and to kill and to destroy. Don't tell me the devil's not working today. 
But oh, my brothers and my sisters. Yes, that is all out there. It's there. It's real. The challenges are there and people are hurting and they need Jesus. They need help. I saw one of the church signs in Fort Smith. It's one of the churches that they like to stir things up. I've noticed on their signs. But the last one I saw was just Jesus, 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 Jesus. And at the bottom it said, any more questions? Pretty good. That's pretty good. That's it. Well, who through faith? I mean, who through faith these people subdued kingdoms? Who through faith escaped the edge of the sword? I mean... Is God, we've already established the needs today are just as great as they were back then. Is God changed? Is God different today than He was then? Is God taken a break? Is God gone on vacation? Is He not able to hear our prayers and hear our pleas for help? Absolutely He is able. But I want to tell you, without faith, it is impossible to please God. You cannot please God apart from faith. That is the one thing that He absolutely says. You must believe. And if you don't have faith, so what other kind of prayer is there besides a prayer of faith? Well, I think there's a rote prayer. You ever prayed one of those? It's the one you always pray. There's really no thought goes into it. There's no sense of speaking to the God of the universe in that moment. There's no thought of the holiness of God and the majesty and the glory and the wonder of who He is. We don't really think about that. Oh Lord, thank You for this food. Amen. Now we got them. We got wrote prayers by the dozen. And we can pray them at the drop of a hat. I mean, I could call some of you to pray and man, you stand up and deliver a picture-perfect, word-perfect prayer on the spot. You know what? That's not what God wants. God wants our heart to be in this thing. God wants our, our prayer to originate from a heart that says, Oh God, You are good. Susie and I went to see the, the new Sherwood Pictures movie, uh, War Room, the other night. And I want to encourage you, if you get a chance, to go watch this movie. I mean, Lord willing, we'll show it here one of these days when they release it for that. But, one of the best that I've ever seen in terms of a Christian, a truly Christian movie, made by Christians, with a Christian message. I mean, uh, awesome. Now, it's different from their other ones, you know, but the message is powerful. And it's, it's tremendous. I want to encourage you. It's about prayer. And I think it would be very appropriate as we're heading into revival. Well, we need it. We need revival. We need revival. I mean, some of you are sitting there thinking, why do we need revival for We need revival because we don't think we need revival. We need revival because we think, oh, I'm, I'm doing all right. I'm in church this morning, Brother Tim. Got me a little slack here. Man, I'm glad you're in church. That's awesome. 
We're glad you're here. But oh, we need to hear from God. We need a fresh touch of God in our lives, in our young people, in our children. I mean, we started Awanas last Wednesday night, and I'm grateful. I'm thankful we can do that. It's an expensive ministry. It costs money. And, uh, man, I'm glad we can do it because uh, what better investment than to pour the Word of God into the hearts of children as they're growing up? What better investment can we make? Well, I just want to encourage you this morning. The prayer of faith will save the sick. And I don't want to diminish... That part of it that James is saying, there's help, there's healing, there's hope, there's, there's something here that, that God can do. And whether He chooses to use doctors and medications and surgeries and, and uh, treatments, or, or whether He just chooses to reach down and touch and heal, uh, to me it, it doesn't matter how He does it, it's only that He does it. But it's the prayer of faith. It's the prayer of faith. What other kind of prayer is there? Well, I don't know, but I'm afraid there's some prayers of uh, purely religion. We've learned a formula, and we kind of know how to pray in that sense. And yet, oh, how we need a touch from God in our heart. How we need to be drawn closer, nearer to the Lord Jesus Christ today. I need it. I don't know if anybody else in this room needs it, but your pastor needs it. And I need it every day. I need a fresh touch from God. How are we going to have that? How are we going to receive what God has for us? Well, it's going to be by faith. Faith comes then, what does the Word say? Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. So, we read the Word of God. You read the stories about David, that giant Goliath. You read the stories about Samson. You read about Noah. You read about Joseph. You read about all these men and women of God who did great things. And what what effect does that have? God uses it to show us. If I can do this in the life of somebody like Jeremiah, if I can do this in the life of someone like Peter, I can do this in you. It grows our faith. It builds our faith. You want to grow stronger in faith? The Bible says God's given to every man the measure of faith. You've got enough faith. You just need to act on your faith. Exercise your faith. Put your faith in God. Trust Him. And may I just say to you, faith that is on the shelf of your life Faith that you say, oh yeah, I believe God is able. But you don't act on it. You don't step out on that faith and trust God. I want to suggest to you, that's not really faith. That's not really faith. Because basically, you're, you're, you're taking care of yourself already. You're doing, you're doing your thing and um, you know, you're depending on yourself basically or you're depending on somebody else. I want to encourage you this morning. What is the, the, the prayer of faith? Well, I believe the prayer of faith is, is one that, that comes to God as the, the limitless God of the universe. And He has every resource that we could possibly need. 
Everything that you and I could need. Leanne, everything that you and I could possibly need. It's there. He has it. Every, every need for a job, every need for finances, every need for health, everything for uh, relationships and marriage and family and, and uh, all the concerns we have. Our Lord has those. He's got the answers. Part of it, honestly, part of it will not be changing our circumstances so much as changing us. He just got to get me right. Because when I get right, then I'm going to see my circumstances rightly. And I'm not going to be upset, I'm not going to be worried, and I'm not going to be stressed, and I'm not going to be taking it out on my wife or my kids or my dog because I'm going to be trusting God. I'm going to be believing God. I want to encourage you this morning. The the prayer of faith shall save the sick. Now that word save there is interesting. He didn't just say heal. He said save. The word is from the Greek word sozo, which is a word that that we use of salvation. Folks, there is a spiritual component in this healing here. It is not purely physical healing. It is not. Yes, God can heal physically. Yes, He can. But every part of this cries out that it is, it is body, soul, and spirit. It is your whole being that God wants to touch. And God wants to change. And God can. So, at, at, at the end of this day... Uh, And at the end of this message, at least, the question is going to come then. Do you believe God? You see, some of us would look at it and say, but preacher, you don't understand what I'm looking at. You don't understand our needs and our problems. You don't understand what we're going through. And I don't. I don't know. I don't know. But that's really not the point. That's really not the point. The Lord knows and God is able. The question is, are we going to, are we going to wring our hands and are we going to worry about this? Are we going to fret over it and stew over it? Are we going to grumble and complain and whine about it? Or are we going to go to the source of all of our life And are we going to say, oh God, today I give you this need. I give you this burden. I give you this concern. And I place it in your hands and I ask you to take it. And I believe that you are able. And Lord, help my unbelief. Help me to believe. Help me to truly trust you in this. I want to encourage you this morning because some of you are so weighed down by circumstances, by problems, by difficulties that have come on you. And they're real. I'm not minimizing that. I'm not at all suggesting that it's not significant, that it's not weighty. But everything you and I face, the Lord has. He's got this. Will you trust Him today? I mean, will you trust Him? Because there's some things in our lives we probably just quit... We don't even really pray about it anymore. We just kind of give up on it. Because God hadn't done anything yet about it. I want to encourage you this morning to take a step of faith. I mean, to trust God. 
There's areas of our lives where you're just going to have to take a step of faith. Say, Lord, I don't know where this step is going, to, is going to land. But I'm willing to trust you to be there to catch me. God is not going to let you fall. God is going to be there. And some of you have been through this. You know. Some of you walk this path. It's, it can be hard. It can be very difficult. But God is able. God is able. I'm going to give you an opportunity to believe God, to trust God, to ask God to do some great things. You know, we're coming up on revival. I'd love to see our church filled to the brim. Be awesome. Wouldn't it be fun? I mean, wouldn't it be neat if we had to, man, we had to sit out some chairs, we had to say, well, preacher. That's not going to happen. No. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen because of me or anything I do, but if if we put our faith in what God can do, God is able. Or maybe it's wouldn't it be awesome if we saw God move in somebody's heart during revival and touch them and change them forever? Wouldn't that be awesome? I mean, I hate to pick on Zach, but I, but on the other hand, I kind of like like it too. So let me just pick on Zach for a minute. Because the last time Brother Sam was here in revival, 2010, Brother Sam Moore preached our revival, and there were several decisions made. But one of those was Zach English. And Zach is perfect by no means. But God saved him. I, I really, I've seen that. I've seen the evidence of that at least. God touched him during that week. Wouldn't it be awesome if five years from now we look back at the revival in 2015 and said, hey, there's old so-and-so over there. Remember, remember how they got saved during that revival? Folks, the Bible says we're to pray for all men everywhere that they might be saved. Pray. Let's ask God to do some great things. Now, you don't have to wait for revival. He can do it today. But I want to encourage you. There's, there's needs on every level. And some of you are going to be, I mean, you're going to be focused on the fact that, man, I've got some needs right here. I need to get this right first. And you're right. If you've got things in your own heart that need to be settled or you need to give to God, let's do it now. Because before you can ever be a blessing to anyone else, you need to settle that. Let's bow our heads. I want to encourage you this morning to begin now to seek the Lord. To ask Him to do a great thing in your heart. You can come to this altar to pray and to seek Him. That's fine. If God lays it on your heart, please be obedient to the Holy Spirit. You can make an altar right there where you are. Just kneel. That's great. That's fine. Not so much the posture of your body as the posture of your heart. But whatever God leads you to do, obey. Obey His voice in these moments. But trust Him. Believe Him. Know that He is able. He's able to work in your family. He's able to meet your needs able to provide.
Today you're here and you've never been saved. You've never put your faith in Jesus Christ, repented of your sins and turned to Christ to, to be saved. I want to invite you today to open up your heart to Him. Turn to Him with everything that you are and say, Oh God, I need you. Lord, I'm lost. Tell Him right now. Say, Oh God, I need you. I'm a sinner. And I need your forgiveness. Would you come into my life and change me? Open up your heart to me. Tell Him. Christian, there's, there's things God wants to do in your heart. Would you answer His call in this moment? Father, we just come before you today and ask you to bring a freedom and a joy. And Lord, bring uh, the, the reality of your Spirit living in us. God, call us to Yourself today. Lord, help us to trust You. And Lord, whatever those needs are in our lives that are so significant, that are so important, Father, we pray that You'll allow us today to bring those, place them at Your feet, and to trust You for them. Father, speak to us today. Draw us to Yourself and help us to to pray a prayer of faith. Lord, it could be physical healing we're needing. It could be a spiritual need. Lord, it could be salvation. Whatever it is, Lord, would You exalt the name of Your Son Jesus in our hearts and our minds right now. Would You rebuke the enemy from us and bind him from being able to distract or to deceive or to work in any way. And Father, we trust You and we thank You.